Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie and TV fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Way to switch it up there, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> Today, we are discussing season two, episode three of The Way Home, titled When You Were Young. By the way, there's a lot of song titles, When We Were Young. This is mm-hmm. really specific. Oh, okay. Hang out with us outside of the podcast on Instagram. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Come over to our Facebook group. We're talking theories over there for the way home. Super fun and all over the board. And speaking of this episode, it is titled When You Were Young. That is a song by The Killers from 2006. Yeah, I had to pull it up on YouTube today because... I'm familiar with the song, but I couldn't remember exactly who sang it, which is so funny. But then I play it. I was like, oh, yeah, I know every lyric of the song. Do you? I pulled some of the lyrics. Did you? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it here? I think you could draw like a, a loose parallel to what we got here. They say the devil's water. It ain't so sweet. You don't have to drink right now, but you can dip your feet again. And then you sit there in your heartache waiting on some beautiful boy to save you from your old ways. Now, I don't think we're talking about a brother-sister relationship there, but there is some mild parallels here. Interesting. I love it. We have a new director alert for this episode. Our director is Shamim Sharif. She has 13 directing credits. She did direct two episodes last season, and her additional directing credits include the Netflix series You. Love that show. And a Max series called Sort Of, and I had never heard of it, but the description is it follows a gender-fluid millennial who straddles various identities, exposing the identities and labels that are no longer applicable, and I thought, maybe I need a new show. Interesting. I did read that this director is an advocate for LGBTQ representation in film. And we do get that in this episode. I know. Love it. Let's hear a synopsis for episode three. Okay. The Landry women and Elliot reflect on what it means to grow up as they hang on to memories from their younger days while accepting who they have become. Let's dive into some key plot points. Uh, A lot happens in this episode, I think. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We got to start with Kat. Sure. Kat does meet Elijah Landry in 1814. And the information kind of comes at you fast and furious. We learn he has a son, William, and a grandson, Jacob. That's not the Jacob we're looking for. There's a lot of clues in this house. We learn that Rebecca Landry has passed. She finds the JK logo on the table. And then she learns that he has another son who came to them several years ago, 20 plus years ago. And Kat thinks that Jacob is her Jacob. And I'm giving that Kat thinks distinction because, again, I'm still not. Mm. I, I'm not 100%. Mm. Interesting. Elijah's very lovely. Treats Kat like family. He believes her story that, you know, she's been looking for him all this time. But Susanna Augustine comes in hot. (laughs) We learned that she is engaged to Jacob and she does not trust Kat. And Kat can't really explain herself, except she does do a little backwards flop into the pond and disappears. And I'm thinking this chick is going to think you're a straight up witch. Oh, you're right. Like you can't jump into a pond and disappear and have the people in 1814 not think something weird's up. 
oh, they're going to definitely think she's a witch. I wish she would have like threw up two middle fingers right then and like jumped into the <laughs> pond. That would have been so badass. I still thought that that scene was pretty cool, though, when she's like, I, I do, too. I thought it was pretty damn cool. Yeah, they're definitely going to not understand what the hell's going on unless Elijah understands, you know, maybe Susanna is not in on the, she's not in the know of the mystery of the pond, but maybe Elijah is aware. Yeah. Who knows? A couple of things that stood out to me when Kat and Elijah have their talk at the house. You know, she's looking up the fireplace and he mentions about the stones being loose. Yes. And I was like, huh, are we going to find something back in current day, like of a stone being loose and there's going to be something hidden in there? I thought the same thing. I don't know. I thought it was kind of a weird line to include if it didn't mean something. The other thing that I thought was really interesting was, I completely forgot. I don't know. The lighthouse? No. I will tell you that I did have to write down like a little bit of a family tree of who is who and who is connected to who because it is kind of confusing with like little Jacob who was named after big Jacob who is not actually their son. Yeah, he's like adopted uncle, so to speak. Yeah, and where's William? Did they ever say where William was? I thought he was right there. I thought when they came out of the woods, he's like, oh, there's my son, William. And then William and Jacob go off screen. Oh, you're right about that. But why don't we know William? Why haven't they showed us William yet? Is Mm. he insignificant? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they came at us fast and furious with a lot of information in that moment. Tons of information. While we're talking about Kat, because of this visit, she does later request an age progression of Jacob. Mm -hmm. And she gets one, and we learn what future Jacob might look like so that she can potentially, I suppose, recognize him in the past. And she also finds a series of Polaroids taped under her desk. And you have to assume those are, you know, when is the time frame? That's got to be from her childhood. When are people taking Polaroids? Well, didn't – I thought about this, too. And I I think I remember in season one, Jacob had a Polaroid camera. Yeah, and he took a lot of pictures. So I think those are his photos. Why they are taped under his desk, because she stays in his old bedroom. Why they're taped there. Why was he hiding it? I don't know. Unsolved mystery. Yeah, it does seem like there's a lot of breadcrumbs that may or may not have any significance. The J&K logo carved on the table, is that a message to her? Or is that just the product of an eight-year-old boy? doodling so to speak the lighthouse photo so jacob builds the lighthouse is there any significance there because we see them spending a lot of time with the lighthouse there's a lighthouse ghost tour that rita's gonna do they go on a field trip to this haunted lighthouse like what is going on other than that's the direct line between jacob of the past and jacob of the future i did think about the ghost angle and i was like is Jacob dead and he's the ghost at the lighthouse, but then we have too many Jacobs, you know? (laughs) Yes. I know. I, I don't think Jacob's dead, but I suspect that with so much talk about the lighthouse ghost, there has to be some sort of connection there. Yeah. To this story. Alice or Del next? Let's do Del. Look, my notes say Del... Horse, neighbor, Sam Bishop. (laughs) So yeah, Del is mean to this silver fox who shows up to help her with her tire. 
be nice to the hot man, Del. I just think that's who Del is. She's very independent. She doesn't need some dude helping her out. I mean, stay tuned for my wishes on tomorrow's movie. Women can be smart and capable without also being bitchy writers and directors of the world. Yeah, I agree with that. There was so much Dell and this horror at this episode that it was too much. Oh. I just, okay, well, I do think the significance of seeing Dell with this horse and these ties to her childhood, it's, it's the larger picture here is that She's happy. She's connecting to happiness again because obviously she had a horse when she was a child and then she lost the horse because of her father's finances, blah, blah, blah. She marries Colton. They're very frugal. They don't have a horse. He wants to get her a horse. She's like, it's fine. We can't have we can't have both of our dreams or something like that. And now she's finally getting the horse again. She's reconnecting to the things that make her happy. I think the the bigger picture here is that perhaps she's going to move on with this Sam Bishop neighbor because it's she's now accepting that she can leave Colton in the past and reconnect to happiness again. You make a really interesting point because I wasn't really ready to accept that Sam Bishop – we learn later in this episode, this is his horse. I wasn't really ready to accept that because I think the horse in the first couple of episodes is a little bit of a, to use a term from yesterday's episode, a red herring. A lot of us are like, did the horse time travel? Is the horse coming through the pond? And part of me is thinking there's greater significance. She talks about this horse looks like her childhood horse. And my brain's like, where is this horse coming from? And even once Sam Bishop says, you stole my horse, I think that's not his horse. But I think you're right that the horse is about a bigger message. And it's interesting that you think about it's about her moving on. That's not – I didn't gather that, but I like that. The other thing I think is it's painting a picture of how – she talks about to Alice about how she vowed to never be in the same position that she was in as a child. This horse is bringing that moment full circle, and she's going to have to potentially let go of the land in order to be – wise. I think there's something there about her making responsible choices. And this is the childhood connection there. I still wonder if there's some greater significance to this horse, though, or if it was just the vehicle with which to bring her and Sam together. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Alice. Alice gets a job and maybe a new love interest in Noah. Mm-hmm. He is the recently graduated high school graduate. Why that was significantly mentioned, I don't know. He's real cute. And I'm happy that Alice is getting age-appropriate friends in current day. 100% is in my likes. Like, finally, Alice is getting to be a teenager and mm-hmm. not just taking care of Dell and being her mom's time-traveling sounding board. Like, let's have a crush. Let's have these cute moments. Let's have a first job. Let's have all of these teen Alice moments. Right. But I wonder why they got rid of Spencer. Like, why didn't he remain that for her? I think it's got to be an actor having other obligations. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, anyway. Yeah. I don't suspect that there's a bigger story there. I'm super Is he even in that first episode, or do we just hear his voice when he pulls up to pick her up? That's a good question. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Hmm. 
Regardless, I am happy that Noah has appeared. Mm-hmm. He's cute. I think there's some there was obviously some like flirty tension between the two of them. He was yeah, we have hard time the last of Noah. Yeah, for sure. We will get okay. Well, let's move on to this. I'm going to move on to Elliot because mm-hmm. he is connected with Alice in this episode quite a bit. Elliot's having a hard time with memories of his absent dad and how the Landrys were family to him. We finally see him make peace with Kat regarding time travel, but he's still keeping secrets from Alice, especially about returning to 2000. It has to have something to do with the that party at Lingamore. That's a great point. Yeah, he makes a very cryptic comment to her about not rushing back into the past. People aren't going to be as you remember them. Clearly something darker is coming for these two. Obviously, Alice goes back again at some point, but... That's still more questions than answers for me. I think this season is going to end with oh the that party. episode. Yeah, something. Yeah, that event. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. hope. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. is happening there at at the mansion, that would be a good cliffhanger. I agree. That's a great point. We have a new character alert in the form of Casey Goodwin, the Goodwin grandchild, and to me, they're like a Rory Gilmore, Billy Eilish mashup. They want to volunteer at the Herald with Kat, and we don't get any more information about the Goodwin family in this moment, other than that Casey mentions sometimes families drift apart. But this does keep that family in the mix, in addition to, obviously, Kat having all of this material from the family. And again, since we're questioning everything, I wonder, is there more to Casey wanting to be involved? Do they just want to work at the newspaper, or do they want access to all these items that came from their family's estate? Maybe. I thought it was pretty suspicious. Like, they show Casey have a reaction to Kat's conversation when a cat is asking about the age progression Mm -hmm. of her brother, Jacob. Like, they show Casey, like, turn and look. But, I mean, maybe there's Look, I'm just looking for clues wherever they are because we remain with so many more questions than answers. Yeah. You know, Alice hasn't really had a good friend in the present. Her only friend has been her mother in the past and Spencer who's gone and she needs a friend. She can't just talk to her mom about her crush. Mm-hmm. Agree. That's why I'm happy that they are setting Alice up to have some relationships that make sense. Is there anything else you liked about this episode? I do. I have just a, a few little things. The scene between Elijah and Kat when he tells her she's family was uh-huh. really really good. It really took my breath away, like watching Kat finally realizing that perhaps she has found Jacob. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite moving. Oh, you mentioned this either in the first episode or the second episode, but I love how they are incorporating the young actors into the memories with the current day actors. Like you had mentioned it with Colton and how like it didn't make sense for Colton to show scenes with him back in 1999-2000, right? Because we've moved on out of that era. But now we're getting like Elliot and young Elliot together and they're having these like dual scenes together where he's having memories of whatever. I just love that they are doing that, that that these young actors just, that they still have a place on the show. Yes, 100%. I like how they're continuing that. I thought that was really interesting. All the scenes we see of Elliot physically present in those memories. Yeah. Not just 
having the memory, but he's standing there with yes. his younger self. Obviously, he's yeah. not actually, but the staging of it is really interesting. Yeah. Visually super cool. I love that. Yeah, and we still get some Colton and Dell moments, and those are really sweet and remind us of Dell's softer side. I enjoyed their horse moment. I'm going to get you that horse, Delly. <laughs> And I thought it was really funny when Alice is like, oh, I forgot you were a horse girl. That's such a that's such a 2020 moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely something a teenager would say today. Yes. I loved Rita going to town on that lasagna. Rita's moments of comic relief in every episode are brief, but welcome. It's so funny because I hated Rita last year. I, I remember thinking like, not and hates a strong word. I just was like, you're so annoying. But mm-hmm. this year, she has come with the comedy, and I am here for it. <laughs> Me I too. love it. I love it. Yeah, and and I've been thinking about lasagna ever since that scene too. Since watching Me too. it, it I was like so good. I was like, that's pretty good. Do I want to make that tonight? It sounds <laughs> delicious. Um, I'm so happy that we get an introduction of Casey. I know we just briefly mentioned it before, but shout out to they, them. I really loved that Hallmark is has an actor, a non-binary actor. Not Okay, I take that back. It's not a non-binary actor. It's a non-binary character, which I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen on Hallmark. I'm not sure we've ever gotten a call out of a non-binary character. I loved it. It's handled very smoothly. It's handled as if it would be handled in real life when she just corrects her to grandchild and says they, them, and Kat says, okay, and they move on. Y'all, that's just the way it is. That learning someone's name. Now you know their pronouns and use it correctly. Exactly. I just thought that was cool. Super cool. And I got to say, I loved the end of the episode. It was a great cliffhanger when Kat finds the photos of the pond. I just, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now, now we got another, another layer. You know what I mean? This is just such a layered show. They haven't missed a beat, really. For and real. Since we have more Unsolved Mysteries, let's hop into the Unsolved Mysteries segment of this episode. Yeah. And I just built, as I have every time, upon my list from the past the horse was our number one question last time. Sam Bishop says it's his. I remain like 5% of me thinks maybe there's something else there. But perhaps I'm just reading too much in. <laughs> okay. Do we know who was in the bushes during the fireworks scene? The answer is still no. Yep. Alice thinks that maybe Jacob painted the cat portrait. I don't love that answer. Why? It's so like bosomy. I just feel like, oh, uh, maybe you feel like whoever painted that portrait, there was a romantic interest there. I do. My Catherine feels romantic as opposed to sisterly. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have any more information about the Lingamore estate other than Casey saying families drift apart. And potentially your idea that Elliot's warning to Alice has to do with that. We don't know anything about the soil. We don't know what Dell was going to tell Kat. And we don't know specifically why Dell gave Alice through the looking glass. She does read from it briefly in the beginning, but I don't have any insight onto the greater significance of that book. I think you covered it. And you did mention earlier, Elijah Landry mentions the stones have come loose. Feels like an odd detail to include if it's not relevant. Yes, I hope like, Start it is. shaking those stones, Kat. Go home. What could be there? Could it be... A- could it be a ripped out page from the Almanac? Oh, has yes. And they did very clearly show that ripped page in this yeah, episode. Yeah, but I couldn't remember if that was 
from something else? Like, do we know why that page has been ripped out of the almanac? Not that I recall. Yeah, maybe it's a ripped... Hey, did I just uncover this unsolved mystery? Is there going to be a wadded up piece of paper from that almanac hidden in the stones? And the other question is, why did Elijah and Rebecca leave Jacob off their family listing in the almanac if he was raised as their own? Mm, I don't know. And tell me why Rebecca's dead. Where did Rebecca go? Yes. Maybe she's she's not dead. Maybe (gasps) she's in the pond somewhere. Maybe she's still. No. Okay. (laughs) She's Rita. (laughs) I mean, if she, if she, if she, (laughs) she's Colton. No, if she went, if she went, okay, wait a minute. Let me just think this through. If she, she died, I'm saying that with quotation, like it's 18, whatever, 15, like nobody's seen somebody die on their deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like if, if she just went missing, he could be like, oh, she died. I buried her in the, on the farm, right? Does like, nobody's he investigating say she that. died or does he say we lost her last year? Oh, I don't remember. But he says something last, last year. year. Hold on. Let me see what I wrote in oh. my note. Oh, I wrote Elijah's wife passed, but I don't remember the word. I don't know if that's how I wrote it down. Oh, my goodness. So many questions, including... Did we find Jacob? And I'm still giving this one a maybe. Look, I I think it's a maybe too. I do love the scenario. Of course, he would be an adult in 1814. And I love how Kat explains that kind of like aha moment to Alice. Like, of course, he's going to be, he's going to have aged. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm looking for a child. He's not going to be a child. It's been 24 but years. she doesn't know that because if maybe the pond is, she doesn't know that, right? Because if the pawn takes her back to the moment in time when he time traveled back, I mean, the pawn can take Alice back to her mother as a younger person. So I don't think it's all that wild that Kat didn't realize she's looking for an adult. Yeah. She's time traveling. They're, the rules are weird. The rules are weird. But the question remains, will we, when will we meet 1814 adult Jacob? Yes. Soon, I hope. I hope so, too. I hope and so, too. we do have a two-week break due to the Super Bowl. There will be no new episode of The Way Home next weekend. And you know who else took a break is Jen Piken. There were <laughs> no contemporary songs. There's background music, of course, but nothing in this episode to include in our Piken Does It Again category. Unfortunately. Yeah, I missed it. Me, too. Well, I thought this was a really good episode. I mean, for a second season, you know, that... They say that sophomore slump, sometimes second season's not as good as the first, but I'm I'm here for it. It's been really good. Yes, no sophomore slump in my opinion. They've really come in swinging. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this recap of The Way Home. Come join our Facebook group to talk all of your wildest Way Home theories. And if you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. You can leave them in the podcast app of your choice. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.